Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast, where we explore the outcome of hard work and the power of positivity in our guest lives. I'm your host and founder, Nicole Christofferson, and today, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode, the show where we bring you extraordinary stories of remarkable individuals who have carved out their path in life. Today, we have a powerhouse woman. I started as an entrepreneur since I was five. Who wears many hats. You take one off and then you put one on. And as you know, being a wife and mother, an entrepreneur is a lot. She's not just a mom, but also a co-founder of the incredible girl extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Tiffany Corbett with me in the studio. Embrace yourselves for an awe-inspiring journey as we dive into the life of someone who's not only built a successful business, but sold a clothing company that made waves nationwide. Sometimes when faith meets consistency, Mm -hmm. you make magic. Tiffany, thank you for joining me today. Imagine clothing lines gracing the racks of David's bridal. Oh my goodness. Um, The Knot. We all know The Knot from when we got married, potentially. The Wedding Channel and the list goes on. So Tiffany, tell us a little bit more about your crafts, your passions, your life, and your experiences. Well, I just want to start with saying thank you so much for having me here. What a true honor. Um, You are made for this. And I... I appreciate it so very much. Oh, I appreciate you coming and sharing with our listeners as well, because every day I'm in your presence and every day I have the opportunity to be on the phone with you or have a conversation with you. I learned something new that you've accomplished or experienced in your life. And it's amazing to me because my jaw always drops. I'm like, no, you didn't. You did that too? No, you're building, you're rebuilding a house right now. What what are you not doing? You're writing a book? Like, So I really am very inspired by you each time I'm in your presence and get to talk to you. So listeners, buckle up and get ready. Tiff is a treat. (laughs) Well, thank you for a beautiful introduction. Um, I started as an entrepreneur since I was five, selling earthworms in Colorado. Um, And then I got my degree from Colorado State University in fashion design, manufacturing, and a minor in psychology. And from there, I took my career to L.A. with just shoes and clothes. Uh, Dad was putting in pots and pans, and I was putting in high heels. In in the car. In the car. Literally drove herself to L.A. with her life in her car. Correct. So pretty pretty fun start to the story, chapter one. And I had a little tiger in my belly to go after this life. And um, I wanted to do something extraordinary. So I started um, with uh, my friend, a college friend, Courtney. Uh, We started Girl Extraordinaire. Um, So I did make my dues in uh, downtown L.A. It was a rough beginning. Uh, It's in off 7th Street. And if you know where that is, it's uh, a dynamic yeah, we we're being um, conservative with our word choices, but it's not a very safe neighborhood. Um, and especially coming from Colorado to downtown L.A., you're in a lot of culture shock. Yeah. As much as you could have good intentions, you're landing in a totally foreign place, correct? It was. Yeah. And um, so you definitely pay your dues. Mm-hmm. And um, I built, I started a, a clothing company with my friend. I got financial backing. Okay. And I said, hey, Courtney, quit your job. 
we're going to. So Courtney's doing something different. You have this fire in your belly to be an entrepreneur and start a clothing company. Um, and you come here and get funding just out of the blue. Well, or did you have to put action and like search for that? Or did you meet people? Let's kind of start there because I know starting a business, a lot of people self-fund themselves and but finding funding is a big um, responsibility. It it was a God moment because I literally was working next door. I was designing fabric for a Korean mill. Okay. I'm doing swimsuit fabric for Quicksilver and a lot of large companies. I was doing the repeat patterns mm-hmm. on my computer and selling that um, over and over. And I worked next door to these two gentlemen, Victor and uh, Yassine, and they said, where do I get somebody like you? You're always smiling. You always are working. And um, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to own my own business. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, you work harder seven to seven than anybody I've seen. Uh, and they decided to fund my business. He used to say, you're like girl extraordinaire. You can uh, do anything. Yep. I so believe that's how it started. Okay. So you had two neighbors next to where you were conducting your business believe in you. Correct. And that does not happen very often that people take time throughout their business day to recognize and notice what's happening around them. That's not even happening in their business or to their business. They had you caught their eye just with your personality and smile. And I used the power of the smile, listeners. It's the power of the smile. It is. Yep. And I just was so grateful. They, the two gentlemen, uh, Victor and Yasim, were working next door making wedding products. And they said, Well, let me give you a shot. I said, you know, which one would you like? And I was almost the age to get married. So I said, let's, you know, how about I design a few for you? And I did. And then they funded our, our business. So I called my uh, friend, called friend Courtney, and she was working for a company called Heart and Soul, and they sold nationwide to Macy's. So she had a totally different uh, skill set. Uh-huh. So I said, hey, Courtney, quit your job. We got these two guys. Let's just go for it. If we fail, we'll go back to working for other people. Exactly. You have to try it. You don't know until you try. So we tried. And so you designed some things. So this was the era. Them, but yeah. then you also launched Girl Extraordinaire. Correct. And your designing for Yassine and Victor is what gave you the confidence Correct. to go into an industry that is huge. I don't think anybody understands the bridal industry until you get married. Right. Right. That is true. Um, or you help somebody who's getting married, which is <laughs> right. also a big um, eye into the door of the bridal industry and how much goes into it. And it's only grown it every is. single decade, every single year into what people want and what they expect and what new traditions are coming about. Correct. Right. And it was really interesting because we created um a market that didn't exist. So it was a push market. So we created the, the bridal t-shirts. And so we were calling bridal stores saying, would you like to buy, you know, these t-shirts? And they're like, what? <laughs> um, but I wanted to make classier bachelorette party party items. Yep. So that they said soon to be Mrs. Corbett or Miss, you know, Nicole Christopherson. Yep. 
And I still have, and I need to go back and look at it. When I got married, someone gave me a little white tank top and these little like white cotton booty shorts, I guess you would call <laughs> it or whatever. And it says, Mrs. Christofferson. I still have it in my house within rhinestones. Yes. So it was blinged, embellished tank top. <laughs> And I do still have it. And it probably was you because I got married a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How wonderful. So you changed an industry because the bridal shops only thought they were going to have dresses. And um, what do we call these? What do we call fail. the fails? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, I did not wear a veil. Um, and all the you know jewelry and accessories, correct? And so you took them one step farther to say, hey, take care of the bride before she puts the dress on. Correct. And we wanted to we wanted to do fun things, you know. Um, you, you what we wanted to outfit because all girls like not all girls like attention, but a lot of them do. So we did the bride bridesmaid, and then they were this entourage. So when they walked and did their bachelor party in Vegas or wherever they went, they were a sight to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did the play clothes novelty products up until um, the wedding day. Um, so we didn't supply David's bridal with the dresses, but we supplied them with novelty totes, tees, hoodies, yeah. pink tops. All the stuff that our listeners are probably going, yep, I still have that. Or, yep, my friend <laughs> made me get all that stuff. I had the whole kit and caboodle from the bridal shower to the bachelorette party that's to the wedding right. day. Yes. And that's what you did. You created that experience before the bride walked down the aisle for her. And what was How special is that, right? Yes. So special. It was a... Interesting moment because it usually takes people a while to go profitable. And Trista Wren wore our shirt on The Bachelor, the little pink shirt that said Bride. Mm -hmm. And we made that shirt for her. And then she went on ABC and then she announced where she got it. Well, our computer started to get all these orders and orders and orders. And that made us profitable instantaneously as we got the the wedding channel and the other larger accounts. Yeah. And you were seen on television. And I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I have entrepreneurs surrounding yes. me. My children have wonderful ideas. My friends talk to me about their ideas that they're thinking about for business ventures. And everybody wants that aha moment when your computer starts busting with orders or you trend or you all those good things. And it happens by pushing a market. It happens by being unique. It happens by doing something that hasn't been done more often than not. And that's scary. It was scary. It was funny because... I want to talk about those feelings too because it is scary to overcome that um, fear, that mm-hmm. the unknown, the unknown market. So what was that like? I mean... Well, it was scary because I, I drove, like I said, with shoes and clothes, knew no souls. And was just like, I'm going to make this dream a reality. You came with nothing. You had your car. You had your things. You were determined to start a business. Correct. And you had that passion you were pouring into everything. So going into a push market, you knew it was something that was needed somewhere inside of your heart and soul. Correct. And it was really cute because, you know, we were very young. I was 23 when I started. And I was making samples on my kitchen table with my friend. And it was funny when we got into the notch because this looks like it was made on a kitchen table. And I was like, because it was. But we we eventually, you know. But there's so much that goes into manufacturing, right? right? And so a 
a lot that goes into it. Quality, you know, quality control, quality control, and managing that, and then inventory. Correct. And I mean, yeah, you had funding, and yeah, you got the business off the ground, and yeah, you got recognized. But that takes it to a whole other level. It does sourcing. I mean, my cousin was a clothing designer, Mixie. She had an awesome clothing company, and I watched what she did and the time she put into it, and the design and the samples and then the manufacturing and the sewing and all the stuff so um that was an experience i'm sure too hiring the right people to help you with that correct well i had a lot of she's had a lot of experienced listeners like i want you to listen up if you want to make something or create something she's um a wealth of knowledge and i'm going to get as much out of her as i can today but the funny part is She's also a business coach, business five star, and she shares a lot of this if anybody's looking to, um, you know, work with her and talk to her personally. So stay tuned for her contact information. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a lot. Well, I truly love what I do. And what I love is people. And at the end of the day, you're not selling your shirt, you're selling yourself. And they buy your stuff because they like you. And they have a choice. Well, back then they didn't have very many choices because we were pushing a product that didn't really exist in a market that didn't really exist. But Courtney and I would sit there and all day long get no's, but we waited for those yeses. And, you know, Gabe, my husband, would be like, how many yeses did you get? And I was like, well, we got like 300 no's, but we got two yeses. And you just hold on for those yeses. You know, we were like little tigers out there. And we were young and worked really hard. How did the tank get onto The Bachelor? Like, how did you get that? Because you had to have, had to find somebody that said yes. So this is a wonderful question. Um, sometimes when faith meets, um, you know, consistency, mm-hmm. you make magic. And I love that. And it was a wonderful time. Yassine had had uh, Trista Wren in uh, driver's ed class. She had gotten, you know, and anyways, they exchanged the shirt. So it was being in the right place at the right time, Mm -hmm. but also being in the right place at the right time and being ready for it. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. So he handed our shirt and she wore it. We wrote her a whole little note about who we were. And I was blown away when she showed up on ABC on the bachelor wearing it and we just both started crying yeah. and it, it was a real surreal moment because until people buy your products you know you can make all this stuff but it, there's such a validation when somebody buys it yeah and my favorite is just bringing that product from and incubation. she hasn't stopped bringing products from incubation to market and we'll get into that a little bit <laughs> we'll, we'll work our way there but two young 20-year-olds mm-hmm. that get the aha moment mm-hmm. and their sales soar and they start growing their company and they're getting recognized. And how long did that last? Because you did sell Curl Extraordinaire mm-hmm. and you did it at a phenomenal time. And I know a phenomenal time in your life and a phenomenal time in the industry too. But how long was that run until you knew it was time to sell? Nicole, this is a wonderful question because I want people to really put themselves in your shoes and understand that. Correct. That it it it's funny because everybody says, "Oh, you were an overnight success." When I was on magazines and stuff, and I was like, "Actually, that took sixteen-hour days for ten years." Yep. So when people were sleeping or partying, I was 
working and, and you know, we, we had fun too. Yeah. I worked with your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and so it never felt like work. So we are, you know, we just, you know, we loved what you we did. showed up. You showed up. For each other. Correct. For the company every day for as long as it took yeah. to get there and keep it there. And I keep always going. say, make sure you keep your competitors. I, I you know, never talk badly. Okay. There's enough for everybody. Yep. And my biggest competitor ended up buying us. We made three calls. I was ready to go on to the next chapter of motherhood. Yeah, we'll get to that. And yeah. She's a mompreneur now. <laughs> yeah. Entrepreneur turned mompreneur. Um, but yeah, you sold 20 your competitors. Yeah. And you knew at that time it was the right time. Motherhood is mm-hmm. definitely a key. I don't want to call it a trigger because trigger has such a bad connotation, but it's definitely an indication of what where your time is going to go in your life and what changes you are willing or able to make. So I I had Brooke and she was on my hip and she was, you know, picking out fabric with me. She used to wheel her little car and hand the checks out to our employees. I never left her side. But as you know, being a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur is a lot. Oh, 100%. 100%. Sadly. Live it every day. And yeah. Every single day. And then I added a dog, which is what was cute. I thinking? It's the cutest dog ever. Best yeah. choice ever. Best choice ever. Hashtag now I have choice. another family member that loves me unconditionally and wants to always be with me. And it's, it is, it's a lot of hats to wear. It is. It is. You take one off and then you put one on. Yeah. You have to stay healthy. You got to mm-hmm. stay energetic. Like, you, you need a lot of energy to serve all of your hats. You do. Yes. I feel like I was like a, a little tiny hummingbird my whole life. I just had so much to get done. Yeah. And she's still like, folks, let's talk about mompreneurs. You know, her daughter is still by her side all the mm-hmm. time experiencing whatever invention or photography experience or um, life goal that they have as a family, Brooke is right there alongside them. And that's a beautiful thing because you, your family is the center of your universe, 100%. And I want our listeners to remember yeah. that parenthood and being a mompreneur um, is hard, but like keeping your eye on your core values and your family because they in turn support you, right? That's right. Like then you just said, oh, but so much love. And I'm like, you're looking, yeah. you're like, so much responsibility with a puppy. Your family is, your dog is part of your family, but your kids and your husband or your spouse, your partner in life keep you going 100%. So she does. You incorporate your family into every single part of what you do. And it's beautiful. Well, family comes first to me. Uh, even with business, it still came first. When I crossed over that threshold to walk in my home. It's family. Yep. And I think being Italian 100% of the time, we just scoop up everybody. And we do it. have that in common. We're both <laughs> yes. Italian. We're both vertically challenged. That's right. By Kaizen. Uh, yes. <laughs> we, we love eating and cooking yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. feeding other people, whether it's through our businesses or through our kitchens. You know, that's just, I think, what fills our soul because of our nature. That's just how we were brought into this world with our yummy Italian blood. So I'm proud to be able to share that with you as well. Yeah. Um, So you knew at the point Brooke was getting a little bit older Mm -hmm. that it was time to give more energy and more time to the family. Correct. And how hard was that decision? 
this was a very difficult decision. Mm -hmm. I had been on the cover pregnant with her on OC Metro. And the lady interviewed me and said, you know, I want to check back with you in three years. Let's see how you can balance all of it. Mm -hmm. And there was a tipping point where I saw my little girl. I never left her side. My husband, Gabe, also owns this company. So he would take her. You know, we were just, he had his own shop and we were going back and forth. We do the same thing. Every day the kids are sick or home from school or something comes up where who can do it, who can stay home, who can take them with, how are they going to do? And that's teamwork. It is teamwork. It's your first team. Yes. My first team. And and we're a good little team, you know, Gabe. And I, you know, he would dress her in little cowboy pants and shirt. And when she came to girly, it was all pink and frilly. So she got kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. But it is, um, you know, to segue into... Um, the dance of motherhood and business. So I knew there was a, a point where I picked my daughter over my business. I can always create another business, but I can't yeah. create another daughter. Yeah. And um, time is fleeting. And we're here for just a snapshot mm-hmm. in life. And um, she, she's my light, you yeah. know. That is. She changed her life. Yes. In the best way possible. Yes. And the changes didn't stop there. And I really asked Tiffany today if she'd be comfortable really jumping into that because it was, you pivoted and changed a lot from there. I feel like right. that was just your, like, you ripped off your vest and you're like, okay, here we go. I did. Because you jumped both feet into motherhood. Mm-hmm. You were like, goodbye. This is the best time to exit. Get the company sold to one of my competitors. You were proud. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, it was, a, it was a great accomplishment. Your friend and you, I'm sure, are still friends. And Brooke and you and your family decided to relocate. We did. Shortly thereafter. We did. They made another big change. And I can relate to that, too, because I relocated. So changed your life. Well, we pulled the roots out. Yep. We didn't tell any of our friends. Gabe said, well, now that you sold your business, we're like free birds. He sold his business a couple of years before me. And so I pulled up the roots and I said, you know, let's go buy a house in Austin, Texas. I always liked Austin. I wanted to take it down a notch. Yep. In Colorado, LA, to Austin. Austin. Correct. And that's my zigzag. And I just wanted to slow it down a little bit. Yep. And so I, you know, we sold. And it is hard because the ego, mm-hmm. you know, I could call BH1 or ABC or all these. And, and now I am a mother. Mm-hmm. And... To me, being a mother is the most extraordinary job you'll ever love, and it's the hardest job you ever love. 100%. I know everybody that's listening can totally relate. I don't even question that anymore. Yeah. We all know that it's our circus. As much good and as much challenge that comes with it, we all enjoy it. Correct. And, and <laughs> you know, it's 365 days, seven days a week. Yep. No breaks, no holidays. And I love it. I love kids and animals. That That is my true passion. Yep. So I changed this big hat to Texas hat. Yep. And uh, took it down a notch, like seven notches. So. <laughs> took it down. No more 16-hour days. Yeah. Unless it revolves around Brooke. Right. And getting settled in your new space. And she's nonstop. She's a creative as well. I mean, <laughs> Tiff is a photographer. She's had her photography published and... She is um, always capturing moments 
And I think that's really what that did when you slowed down and you were able to go behind the camera and capture what was capturing your heart in life. I think that was a that was a turning point. Another change, right? It was a change. Yeah. And I'm I'm a combination of my father and my mother. My father was a CPA and he owned his own business and my mother was a photographer. And she owned her own business. So I'm a photographer. I'm an artist that makes money. I am like a half left brain, half right. But most important is, you know, going back to what you love. Mm-hmm. If you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Yep. And that's what she does. She captures people <laughs> behind the camera and shares their beautiful, positive moments, happy moments most yeah. often, right? You capture nature. I do. And you and your husband share that as well, because I know he flies the drone and captures it. So it's so neat how you do everything with your family alongside you. And you all share the same, a lot of the same passions and interests, which is cool because I don't necessarily want to sit and watch football or do certain things that my husband wants to do. We do everything together, but we all we do have a little bit of a different interest. So that's really fun, too. Um, And Brooke now is a creative. We're seeing her grow into a balanced businesswoman and creative too. Aren't you so proud? I am. It's it's really neat because, you know, I started inventing stuff at five and she is now got the creative. Gabe and I both do photography, different photography. And she started a YouTube channel. Thanks to you. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that for our listeners. At your work hard, smile large event. The vision mapping last year we did an in-person and virtual youth vision mapping event. Um, And Brooke came and participated with us and with my children and the guest speakers got to speak to her and she, tell tell the listeners, she accomplished everything on her vision map. Yes, I didn't. She did. She Mm -hmm. got it. And Nicole does just a beautiful job at her. Thank you. um, You know, vision boards. And that is key to becoming successful if you have a roadmap. Yep. Nicole just blueprint to what you what where you want to be next year it, don't that you don't need to think past that like your blueprint for next year is so important otherwise you're going to sit doing the world's correct. hamster wheel life's hamster wheel the same thing over and over and be the same person correct. at a different time it is true with a different age like that's all that happens right and so my kids you inspired me after we talked about it last week um i went and looked at my daughter's vision maps and my youngest wanted to master multiplication oh, and wanted to get okay. good grades in math. Wonderful. And she didn't even realize she accomplished everything on her vision map either. I know. I know. So thank you for reminding me to go find it in their den. It is amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. Because Brooke, Brooke wanted to um, play an instrument. She got that. She started a YouTube channel and got 2,000 subscribers. What is her YouTube channel? Oh, boy. I want to know. I haven't asked this yet. Cat Pizzeria. Okay. She loves cats and pizza. And so this is her. She she is so diligent. Yep. She's got Gabe and I it woven in her. At 7.30, she posts a video every morning. She says it's her job. And she makes videos of our cats and dogs. Perfect. But she, you know, she is a creative. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anything is possible, right? Yeah. You just put your mind to it. And starting at that young age, I... I read a book that shows, says, show me this seven-year-old and I'll show you what they do at like 30. Mm-hmm. So you can really start to see those 
you know, trickling friends, like when they start thinking about where they want to go and what their where their next step is going to take them. Um, and they're not just running in circles, chasing right. other people. They're being themselves. They're being, you know, true to what they enjoy and what they're good at. It's it's amazing watching them. And that's why adding the youth vision mapping component to work hard, smile large last year was so important to me because it was the first time I had opened up my vision mapping events to the world. Um, it went international last year. It was so the first year we had it out. And then we brought the kids together. And this year, we're going to provide resources. And we're going to ask our Work Hard, Small Large community to pull their kids in and do their vision map with them this year and not let it stop there because we provide all the resources and vision mapping. And if you haven't had a chance to tune into it, um, you can look back at our feed <laughs> in yeah. the last month and kind of see everything that we do to help you get ready and understand and be prepared to show up at the event and enjoy it and map your vision for a year. Yes. Well, you are such a lighthouse to this community. Thank you. And I, I mean, you're, you shine that light and reflect that to everybody around you. And for you to do it to the children, mm-hmm. our next generation of beautiful is so special. Yeah. They don't need to wait till they're adults. Like everything I with love work hard, smile large, everything with how you're parenting your your child is why not now? Why not then? Why not now? We're responsible for them. We can oversee it. We can make sure they're safe. We can make sure their questions are answered. We can make sure they understand what they learn from a failure. Right. If it doesn't work out, why not have that experience now? I feel like I went through my whole life beautiful private schools beautiful great family like i was you know raised blue collar i was great and great life i didn't realize until i got to college and i had the freedom to be who i wanted to be and not wear a uniform every single day and not follow what all my friends did and compete for a certain grade and i could study what i wanted to study it was at that point in my life i got straight a's i excelled i got Mm. i it just it it i was able to be myself and try it. Tried nursing, didn't like nursing, went into education, did that. I'm like, so I I just really had that moment. I go, why did I wait until I was 18 to figure this out? 19, 20, like why? I could have figured that out so much earlier on, you know? And I'm not going to, I want to bridge that gap. Yes. I hope, and I know Work Hard, Smile Large will bridge that gap for our community and for the children that get to be a part of it. And that every single one we meet and every single one of my daughter's friends that gets to participate in my the community members that get to bring their kids into it for our our youth events and stuff. It's it's super important. We need to give them more credit for what they're capable of and where that learning lesson is going to take them earlier because they're, the, they're our future. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. And if we pour into them, we pour into those next. What you do now helps seven generations. Yep. So I think that's. That's amazing. And that's let's lead this right into Business Five Stars next event because you are coming out. You're bringing some amazing people together and you're sharing um, your experience with even more people now in person. And your um, your hummingbird (laughs) has resurfaced at the feeder and you're going (laughs) to... You are, you are, yes, you are buzzing around again and ready to kind of share your insights. So tell our listeners a little bit about Business Five Star and your upcoming events. Well, uh, Business Five Star is a group, uh, is a speaking engagement that I created to help women and men. But I got a sweet spot for 
business women um, to help inspire them to dream big and to accomplish your goals. So my 20 years of experience is at this going to be, you know, bottled up and my tips and tricks and secrets and hardships um, I'll be presenting, you know, to a group of, of, of women and men. And like, who wants to hear that more? You know, when I start started my business or when we launched Work Hard, Smile Large, you don't have somebody that's done exactly what you've done before. Correct. And you need a little bit of guidance. And yes, you can hire a coach. And yes, you can do everything by the book. But if you want to push and do it the way your heart tells you to do it, there's these foundational like um, key pillars that you need to know to focus on to be able to not lose sight of what your goal is and be able to get off the ground in the proper way, correct? It is true. And what I teach in this course is to set it up correctly, like an oak tree, strong, slow, deliberate. And um, some of the common mistakes, you know, we all make growing, I try to help people prevent, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if, if it's structurally sound, um, you know, just little tiny tips and tricks that make it easier yeah. for, for people. What an elevator speech is, you know, different things that like when you have 30 seconds to tell somebody what you do, you know, make it good. You yeah. better know what to say. You do. And you better say it correctly. Correct. Because you get that one opportunity That's a lot right. of times. And sometimes I get octopus mouth and I stumble all over the place, but it's good to know why they should pick you. Mm-hmm. And if you believe in you, then they'll believe in you too. Yep. Yeah. This conversation came up yesterday as I was talking to another friend of mine about um, being confident in who you are, not looking at your peers as competition. Yeah. They're not. And you only let that guard down and you restore that energy within yourself and within your business when you stop trying to compete with other people. Right. That takes so much energy. The only competition mm-hmm. is yourself. True. You should only work on yourself. Yep. I always believe there's enough for everybody. Let's help each other, right? I may have a, an answer for you. You have great answers for me. Collaboration. Let's help each yep. other because it's hard out there. It's it, really hard. It's, it's and how you show up every day is so important. Correct. Tiff's a 5 a.m. girl. I am. And I'm not a 5 a.m. girl. I'm like a 5.15, 5.30 girl <laughs> that wants to be a 5 a.m. girl. And I, I'm putting it out into the universe and it's on my vision map for this year. And I'm not there yet. So there you go. I'm super honest with my <laughs> listeners. Um, but Tiff's a 5 a.m. girl. And she said something recently to me. She said, I think I'm going for 4.30. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> done that from time to time it makes for a really sleepy afternoon and evening but what's so important about our mornings let's like talk about this because it's just it fuels your whole day oh i absolutely love sunrises and sunsets and i live for them in the i read the book 5 a.m club but i've been a 5 a.m girl for a while and carving out that beautiful time my mother-in-law she always talks about that too she's an early bird too yeah but you carve out that morning it's peaceful exactly and you set the tone of your whole day right once we go the kid wakes up everything breakfast you go the puppy follows you around correct and life starts so you can set your day with intention and um i am a psychology minor and i love the way the brain works 
And a lot of da Vinci, a lot of these really high-powered professionals, from actors to artists, they're 5am. Because the mind gets a lot of dopamine. You get a flush of dopamine if you're consistent in that. Is it hard? Yeah, some days it is. And some days I sleep in, but my husband's like, can we make it 6.30? Right. (laughs) But I'm... I, I love it. Because once you get on the habit, and this yeah. is, I think, what a lot of our people who are morning people or start creating morning routines have a fear of. Yes, it does carry through to your weekend. Yes, you yes. do happen to wake up earlier on the weekends, too. Yeah. But you're not as your your structure and your mindset is a little bit different when you wake up earlier on the weekend. You're still falling in love with that alone time mm-hmm. that you get. Those moments of seeing the sunrise. I mean, we get to see the sky change as the sun comes up every morning, too. And I don't get up at 5 a.m., but I still get to see that transformation. And you find your sweet spot on time. So play with it. The first three days are probably the hardest. It is. And after that, it's so easy. And then you learn to appreciate the extra time in the morning on the weekends, too. It really isn't a hindrance. It, it It's fed. So many of my friends, you know, I'm always fishing for anybody awake at this time. <laughs> You know? I have certain people that will message me <laughs> that would it'll be, um, I'll respond to some messages once I'm, I tune into that because I don't like to be on technology yeah. right when I get up in the morning. Um, and I'm like, whoa, you're on Pacific time zone. No, no, let's not play. like, oh no, this is how I get ahead. They're like, this is how I get ahead of the East Coast time zone. You're perfect. You're right in the middle. And I'm like, all right, you always can catch a morning person by their, you know, how soon they're able to communicate with you and knowing that. And I'm like, I would love. Yeah to create an accountability like morning club for anybody for work hard, smile large, because I talk about morning routines so much. um, And I would love to start some sort of morning accountability for anybody that wanted to participate, because sometimes you just want to say, good morning, you do feel really good. Good morning, I'm going to go do this workout or good morning, I'm going to try this or good morning, I just finished my book. And that accountability at that time when you're in your zone and you're getting your dopamine hit is like the best and you're setting your goals for your day. I talked about it in vision mapping and I think you'll remember last week uh, I where I was listening um, to a new app that I have um, and I'll, I'll put it in the description here. And somebody was talking about how a doctor said when you set a goal and that goal gives you that excitement, you get a little dopamine hit <laughs> and you're really excited about your goal. Imagine doing that every day. Yes. And not doing it on your long-term goals and your really, really big goals, but each day setting those goals for yourself and tuning into yourself, you're starting your day out with the best vitamins you can have in your body naturally to guide you. I love it Mm -hmm. because I I start my day with a a hot glass of lemon water and I do prayer and I watch the sunrise and just sit with my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that piece of that day... You know, it really sets the tone to to go into that day and then I'm calmer and, you know, then, then that flex in. Yeah. And I'm more creative. Um, if you track where you're creative, like everybody always says, if you're in the shower, you get a great idea. Well, it just meant that you were quiet. When we're quiet, our soul talks to us. Mm-hmm. God, the universe, you know, you get those little whispers of what you should be doing. So I think that's, that's real special and for and for everybody and everybody has it at different times of day and stuff. Yeah. So it's super helpful. So you are emerging back. Our hummingbird is coming back <laughs> yes. out to share her business tips and tricks this year yeah. in 2024. Your daughter's accomplished everything she wants to accomplish. So 
Good, good job, mom. We give her a little pat on the back and a little yeah. hug right now if our listeners can't see that. Um, and I'm so honored that you came on and shared your business path with us. It's like our listeners now know not to be afraid if you want to do something. Push, 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 you know, yes. pull people in around you. Um, you know, make sure to always smile. Right. That's another thing that we're going to That's why I got right my, the attention of the neighbors. They were like, you smile from seven to seven. Yeah. And you feel better. When and you, you know you're doing something you're truly passionate yeah. about. If it doesn't feel like work, mm-hmm. it will be a lot of work. It will. But you'll be smiling because you're enjoying it. That's right. Yeah. And you look fear in the face. You know, on the other side of fear, there's all the good stuff. Yep. If you go around that, you know, there's, there's, you know, on the other side of that ride to Los Angeles when I was white knuckling it, there was... Beauty. The other side of relocating to Texas and not yes. knowing a single person. We have that in common, too. Yes. Not one single person. And you were one of the first people that I, the friend who I recognized through our exploration that had moved here, our mutual friend of ours, yeah. like, you got to meet Tiff. And then we met and it was like, you were like the second person. I mean, I, yes. knew, I knew Scott a long time before. Um, so I was we were reunited, but it was great. It was great. That you helped so welcome neat. me, both of you. To Texas. Yeah, because you, you're... No, not a single person. Not a single person, too. It's amazing. It's a good experience in life. It is. Yeah. I think it's so... I kind of look forward to that because it is scary on the other side of that. What What is that? Yeah. And if you stay stuck, you're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of what's scary is is a new... It's yep. the road less traveled, yep. but it's a path that you need to, you know, take. Yep. It's like yeah. studying abroad. Immersion. Yes, it's like really full immersion in another context, right? Because we talk about immersion for culture and language and stuff. And immersion for yourself in this world is taking those leaps of faith, doing something new, going somewhere new. Right. Doesn't mean you have to move your whole life or anything like that, but just going somewhere new temporarily, getting outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Right. And learning through experience. That's truly the the definition of immersion. It is. Immerse yourself in life, listeners. Work and- hard at it. And always smile. And I told Brooke today, she was getting out of the car, and I said, work hard, and she's like, smile large. Every day. And so that is, what a powerful, what a powerful statement. Thank you. You know, that is, you are a fire starter. You know, you bring that light. Thank you. And I I just am so drawn to you and all that you've done. Well, I love sharing, like, my experiences. And I think through getting uncomfortable, and getting comfortable being uncomfortable, I'm just like, you know what? If you have had these same experiences, if you have these same feelings, like it cannot hurt to share. It, yeah. And I wanted my daughters to share what their hard experiences were too, because right. that helps break down barriers and stereotypes and and ways that children right. repeat behavior all the time. Right. I want them to be comfortable saying something's right or wrong. I want them right. to have that internal compass um, right. on the importance of a smile for others too. And so we're care. It's carrying on. It's going to keep going, and we're not stopping. And I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's taken me, taken me a while to get you on here with me because I've been consulting with you. And Tiff was really influential when I um, said I'm going to do this. She was here by my side, She's helping me Oprah. answer the questions. <laughs> See you. Yes, you have been. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Um, founder of Girl Extraordinaire, Business Five Star, and also Studio Two One Three. So, 
<laughs> she's wearing a lot of hats, even though we say she was like laying low. This little hummingbird's been out and about, but a fantastic mom, always a mompreneur, a business mogul. Um, and one thing I did not ask you, and I think I know you have a few, what's your life's mantra or motto? Because I know you have a few. And my life's motto is stay curious, stay kind, and be extraordinary in what you do. I love, I'm a curious cat. I read and listen. And uh, Gabe calls me a little Wikipedia because I just can't get enough mm -hmm. um, information. You know, the more you learn, the more you earn. Yeah. And uh, it just, be extraordinary. It, extraordinary just means going a little bit more. Push. That push. That's right. Push. You are definitely extraordinary in uh -huh. every way. Thank you. I learn a lot from you, and I'm not going to stop either. And I, we have a lot in common. Because we I'm, do. If I want to figure something out, I'm going to go read about it, and I'm not going to waste time, you know, mindlessly watching TV or doing things that, you know what I mean? I'm not learning from. And so I surround myself with amazing people, and thank you so much for being one of those people in my life that is always there if I have a question. So... Until next time, this is the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. Miss Tiffany Corbett was here today sharing her decades of experience in business and in life. And we always end the podcast with work hard, smile large. Thank you, Tiffany. And that wraps up another incredible episode of the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I hope you enjoyed our journey today as much as I did. A big thank you to our amazing guests for sharing her story and insights. If you found inspiration in today's episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with friends, family, or anyone who could use a boost. Remember, your journey is unique and every step counts. Keep working hard and never forget to smile large. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe. You never want to miss an episode. We have a lot more incredible stories and conversations lined up for this season. Until next time, keep pushing forward, keep dreaming big, and as always, work hard, smile large.